0: It is Wednesday, February
1: 14th. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody listening. Uh, We love you. I love you. Carter loves you. Hi, Carter. Hey, Greg, what's the best Valentine's gift
2: you ever received?
1: Uh, I don't know that I've ever gotten like a Valentine's gift that really blew my socks off. Uh, Maybe... I think when my wife and I were first dating, we did some Valentine's festivities in like college, our first couple of years together that resulted in like concert tickets and I think she got me tickets to see Trey Burke at uh, at a pistons game. That was fun. I did notably dap Trey Burke up in pregame.
2: Wow. Yeah, what we might need to one day come up with your all time dap list. I feel like you've secured some solid daps in your life. I'm extremely, extremely slept
1: on when it comes to dapping. You know this, but like under pressure, the like on the move dap with somebody important on the fly, I'm very good at.
2: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Yeah, I think uh, a memorable one that's not even that big, but it's always a classic. I'll never forget when my wife and I first started dating and had our first Valentine's Day. She got me like the new Hall of Fame edition of NBA 2K, like at, like right when it came out, like waited in the Walmart parking lot to get it in Jackson Michigan really respected that move. but now yeah. I'm more of like an event event guy like you know happy Valentine's Day, be my Valentine's flowers, chocolates, maybe some dinner, but let's also do something so let's let let's, let's let's go somewhere let's have an event.
1: Do you have any like Valentine traditions, like as far as going somewhere? Do you have something you like to do every year
2: with your wife now on Valentine's Day? No, not really traditions. Just like to try to do something new, and mm. I do have something up my sleeve this year. Whoa! Yes. We uh, I
1: I know Meg's a frequent podcast listener. Shout out to Queen Meg! But can we can we reveal what it is? This won't come out. Until I, can't, I can't reveal day. what it is for the fact that she might listen. It doesn't come out until Valentine's Day though. We're
2: recording this a day early, but this isn't out until Valentine's morning. Well, because of a pre-planned thing for her involving work, I had to move it back a day. So you have a surprise in store for the 15th? Uh, actually,
1: uh, the surprise is next Tuesday. <laughs> I'm excited to hear about this, but that's uh, that's nice. Okay. Um, well, my my Valentine's tradition for the record is we get Chinese food every Valentine's dinner. That's our dinner spot it's good. Uh do you get the same spot every time? We've gone through a couple. There's this place called Chin Chin in Madawan, Michigan that's like a 30 35 minute drive from us that is the best Chinese food I've ever had. You're driving 35 for Chinese. It's really good. And it's pretty it's like a fancy Chinese spot too. It's pretty good.
2: Oh, okay. That's that's a that's uh that's, that's, that's dedication.
1: Yeah. For sure. Tradition. Uh and that's when you got 2k as a gift. That's when you knew it was
2: wife yeah I knew it like and she she didn't skimp either, like I got the you, you know, the nice edition, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, we locked in, twin. that's nice, yeah. yeah,,
1: yeah. I kind of want to do a whole episode about our wives at this point. I mean, it's it is Valentine's Day. we should talk about how much we love them then yeah, nah, nah, nah,
2: nah. and then uh, okay, wait, before we get into the episode, are you team? even though you're married, dating for a long time, whatever it is, like, ask set partner to be your Valentine?
0: Um,
1: I think, like, jokingly. It's definitely said every year, but it's not in a serious
2: manner. Yeah, I I, I agree. I don't think it's, like, completely. Also, like, you know, always going to be, love wife year by year basis on the valentine thing not saying you need another one but like, no, i'm kidding <laughs> i mean i like, just hypothetically like we did, like we did like a year-end you know review and brought some charts and things like that i mean did did we stack? <laughs> all right <laughs> are we on oh, the aj hogard I... career trajectory all right all right uh i love you mal
1: i love you meg carter loves you meg carter loves you mal I want to make that unequivocally clear. That's our Sleepers (laughs) Podcast stance. Uh, We are going to have some Valentines for our college basketball loves, though, later this episode. I forced Carter to do this topic. He's very excited about it. Uh, In all seriousness, this is the most excited I've been for a Sleepers podcast episode in a long time. I put a lot of thought into these topics. I have one that we're going to open the show with that uh, I told you I'm not going to tell you about yet. But I have like a cheat code, an evaluation system I'm ready to unveil. Then we're going to play some factor fiction. Then we're going to give out three Valentines each to various figures in college basketball. But first, the Carter Elliott YouTube comment of the day. You have a lot of choices because – once again, I find myself in the mud with people. Can you explain this to me? <laughs> well, dude, are you in the mud? Oh, yesterday Marquette fans were all over me yesterday. At the same time, uh, Combo or however you say it from Michigan State Twitter uh, clipped like 20 seconds of me in agony, agonizing pain that Illinois didn't slam the door shut on Michigan state's tournament chances. And, uh, which by the way, I like Andrew combo. However you say it. I, uh, I enjoy our back and forth on Twitter. He's a good guy, but, um, he, he let the pitchforks out from the people who don't like me, who saw that clip that got very upset. So I had Michigan state and Marquette, like all over me last night in an animosity filled way. It was sad.
2: (laughs) Okay, well, I'm bringing some positivity to this then. This one comes from Grimace 1976. This one also got 10 thumbs up, which is pretty good on comments, honestly, in the YouTube. Uh the channel games today were bangers across the board. Excellent work, gentlemen. This was in uh this was on our our fire them video, so um, the segments on yesterday's episode. I'll take that. So Thanks. good so good on you cuz Greg, if you guys don't know, uh I'm a I'm a I'm a show up player. Okay. I might come with a topic here or there. I might have some pressure put on me. But the main thing is flipping on my webcam and flipping on my mic. And then whatever happens within me, I don't gotta flip that on. I wake up and that shit's on. Shout out soldier boy. Um and also flipping the slipper. Yeah. Oh. Uh okay. See, and that's what makes this kid special. Come on.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, no, look, I, I can play a coach. You're my star. It is what it is. Uh, I, this dynamic works, but thank you for some positivity in the YouTube comments, because, uh, like I said, a lot of different fan bases
2: mad at me right now, which is okay. I welcome it, that. But the, the most hilarious part about it is the same clip or segment that they are complaining about. I literally stated that this team, <laughs> I don't want them to make the tournament or what did I say? I said, they're not a, Oh yeah. No, you
1: in the Michigan state one, you yourself said you want Michigan state to miss the tournament and the streak to end. So that change comes. And I said, I said, said, I, said I think Michigan state can make a final four. <laughs> and I, I just have a way of getting under people's skin. Apparently man, in the Colic video, everybody's mad about, I, I like read his game logs and said, he's been spectacular and then picked him to beat Butler and have a nuclear game. <laughs> like, That's... I don't get it, man. It's okay though. It's all right. Um, Let's move on. Can we go to the Discord comments? Please. Uh, First off, let's welcome in uh, Falsa, new Michigan State fan to the Sleepers Discord, who uh, in the general channel, when everybody was welcoming in, like, what brings you here? He was like, I don't know what brings me here. I have no idea why I'm here. I'm a Michigan State fan. So uh, shout out to Falsa. You have another one on your battalion of Spartans card. How's it feel? Salsa Falsa. Nice. Very nice. Uh, Also, I think... I, there was uh somebody that I apparently didn't shout out yesterday. Did you see that one? Yeah, I'm uh, forgetting their name now. Wait, I know. It's it's got they got Regress. That, uh, regress, I think. Regress? Is that the one with the is that the one with the symbol the Purdue fan? I think it was Regress. I think. Now I'm
2: gonna feel like an asshole if I'm getting this wrong. I'm pretty sure it was Regress. Wait, no, no, no. I I know what it is when I see it. Hold on. I'm scrolling back. I, I'll be able to find this. Trust in me. Believe in me, G. It's Regress. It's Regress. I'm positive. Yeah. I
1: I have confirmed it. It's Regress. Uh, Shout out to Regress. Regress joined the Discord, and I think we forgot to shout out to Regress. So uh, Discord community growing, as we say every single day. We appreciate it. Love seeing new faces sign up every single time. Hop in here before March. We will have some exciting stuff in store. A couple of people have been asking us about, uh, hey, are we going to do like a bracket challenge? Can promise you there will be a bracket challenge. We're trying to figure out exactly what it looks like if we're running it independently, if uh, maybe we can get a sponsor to participate, maybe make something bigger. We're working on all that, but uh, get in there before March for sure so that we can uh, get the momentum going. If we get to 200, Carter said he's getting a sleepers tattoo, which I would absolutely love to see happen. That would be hilarious. To the Discord comments, uh, we read these every single day, and uh, you never know where it's going to go. Usually fun times uh begin with the sleepers discord comments where did we leave off yesterday the last one was well oh i got it i got it jay meisner i think is first today sorry i keep cutting you off
2: do you want me to do you want me to do you want me to help or not
1: well i just keep stalling and then i find the answer right after i throw ah got Got you shout out kevin stalling shout out to pitch out to tristan Jay Meisner leads us off today, says Colorado and USC both have a lottery pick and at least a couple other NBA players, and both are missing the tournament. Is there anyone else in the country doing less with more? Also, why aren't we hearing more about the hot seat for these coaches? Mm,
2: Less, doing less with more. I mean, low-hanging fruit right now, Kentucky is – definitely doing less with more in my opinion um that's the one that comes to mind right away i don't necessarily i mean outside of he, he mentioned usc correct he did mention yes usc and colorado are the two i mean outside of collier and like i don't know book they have injuries boogie Ellis is kind of checked out like outside of that i mean you know Bronny hasn't been what we thought he'd be and Kobe Johnson is just a defense. I don't know. I, I didn't really expect much of that USC team, even though I wanted more out of them. Colorado also just hasn't been able to stay healthy as well, and I, I think they have one NBA player, maybe two, and Silva and Cody Williams. I don't, so I don't know. I think I'd go Kentucky, though, as far as teams that are doing less with more right now. Uh, I think Colorado might still make the tournament.
1: I don't think it's a given, like Jay Meiser says, that both are going to miss the tournament. I think Colorado's very close to making the tournament. USC has had a disaster of a year, but everybody's been hurt. That's been the whole thing. So hard to hold Enfield or too much against Enfield for that. But also like if USC fired Enfield, I don't think they're necessarily getting anybody better. Uh, Not that Enfield is great, but he's kind of, he's already like a big name, high major level coach. Are you going to can him? And like you've been to the NCAA tournament many years in a row. At this point, that's kind of got, all, got all great, you're hoping got, for. Got great recruits. Yeah, that's kind of all you're hoping for at USC. Is are you bringing big names in? Or are you making the tournament this year? Did not happen. But unless that continuously happens, I don't think you're going to move away. Um, Luke says over the last three years, Illinois is 11 and 23 in Quad One games. Only three wins have been within five points, while 14 losses have been decided by five points or less ten of 14 close losses Illinois held the lead with less than 10 minutes to play do you believe Illinois recent struggles to execute late and win close games against good teams is a
2: bigger issue i i mean i definitely think it's a it's a bigger issue because as we talked about before it's uh even myself i i thought i knew who the closer was on this team i i don't know who it is um and does that stem back to them not having a point guard maybe um also does it stem from what Brad is doing in the last like four minutes of a game when they have a lead or when they're in a, in a dogfight? Now they have pulled out some games. They pulled out the, the Nebraska game, but you know, I, I definitely think it's something to monitor and is is an issue. I'd also like to make an official Carter Elliott statement. I'm out on quads, like quad one, quad two, (laughs) quad three. Like I'm so out on that. Like if you want to give me what's their record against Ken Palm top 50 teams, I'll do that completely out on the quad system that's essentially what quad is no because it does more than that doesn't it is it like the top 50 like how you are on the road or it's just it's quads is just the net instead of using ken palm it uses net rankings and hate net hate net so
1: you're out on net you're not out on well you are out on quads but you're more out on net than you are on quads yes okay yeah what a year for you to decide you don't care about quads anymore interesting fascinating why you would do that
2: out on metrics, too, this year. (laughs) Are you? Yeah. Your your
1: team's like 15th in the country. Why would you be out on that?
2: Because that's why I'm out. They're
1: lying. Okay. All right. Got it. Uh, To Luke's question, Uh, look, I have dealt with this exact thing with Michigan for the last three years. Like, you can dice it up however you want to. Michigan stinks in close games. Why do they lose every one possession game? Yeah. Uh, there is an element of luck that goes into it. There's also real elements of your roster. I don't think there's much that comes down to coaching. I think it depends on the players on the team. These numbers that Luke gave us, 11 and 23 in quad one games, are from the last three years. You know what coincidentally has happened the last three years? Iyo Desumu hasn't been there. Ah. like, it, Oh, year one, they were still a good team, but it was Kofi and... Not really any playmaking guards. Like, Al- no disrespect to Alfonso Plummer and Trent Frazier. It was dump the ball into Kofi. That's the team. Last year's w- shot selection issues are well documented with Matthew Myers' caffeine overdosing. Uh, cool. This this year's team doesn't have a point guard. And the point guard you pretend is your point guard you stick on the bench. So I know, uh, I know there's going to be Illinois fans cringing hearing that be the answer, but like that's the common thread to me is teams that tend to be good in late game situations have really dynamic players in the backcourt. Michigan hasn't had a dynamic player in the backcourt in three seasons. They can't win a close game. Illinois, to me, has not had a dynamic player in the backcourt since uh, Io DeSumo. And uh, Marcus DeMass pretends he's a guard sometimes. He would qualify, but he's more of a wing to me. So um, get good guards. Like Teams teams that want to be good in close games, maybe get good guards that would change things for you. Uh, Down to one from Nebraska Ball, who says, if the curse of the double-digit seed strikes Purdue again, which team currently projected seeds 12 through 16, could you see giving Purdue the most trouble? First off, I love this question. Second off, I love that five different Purdue fans thumbs down this question in the Discord. Uh, Who from the 12 to 16 line do you think could give them trouble? I have Bracket Matrix pulled up if you want some of the teams that are there.
2: Uh could I could I get those teams? Is that too much?
1: Is is thats that is, that, is that I'm being gonna a fly diva? through I'll, I'll name the ones that jump out to me as like memorable here. Um McNeese State at 12. Shahada Wells has been crazy, beat Michigan for the record. The geese, everybody loves them in the Discord. Appalachian State beat Auburn. Uh Yale, Danny Wolf has been a team to keep an eye on. Louisiana Tech is very good. Colgate, Braden Smith versus Braden Smith. Uh, shout out to Quinnipiac, and uh, we have personal interests in Quinnipiac. Shout out to a certain member uh, of the uh, coaching uh,
2: staff. I can't wait till Ace hears the, the the pronunciation of that. Isn't that what it is? Quinnipiac? Quinnipiac. You're just putting a lot of emphasis on the in. Quinnipiac. 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 It's Quinnipiac. You were saying it differently before, but go
1: on. I, it's Quinnipiac. Uh and then there's 16 seats. I don't think I don't think any of the 16 seats are actually something to worry about this year. I
2: don't think so either. Uh is New Mexico close to that 12 line? No. No, they're not. Okay, they're they're firmly good. Okay. Um, um if I could combine these two like you give me Danny obviously you can't do this but like give me Danny Wolf on McNeese State. I would love McNeese State. I just don't know if they have you know the bigs even. Um I think I'll go with McNeese State just because of the the guard the guard play. But like that's a that's an easy cop out. I hate picking McNeese. Like McNeese is good. The reality of this is, as long as Purdue
1: beats whatever bad 16 seed they get, they shouldn't play any of these teams. Like yeah, true. You you should get into eight, nine, or then four, five, and maybe a 12 or a 13 beats the four, five. But like it's going to be very rare that you would actually play a team from this pool as a one seed when Mich- yeah. or when Purdue had these issues in the past, they weren't a one seed. So um Correct. yeah, I I don't think you're worried about a sixteen. I think Cart nailed it with McNeese. They're the most dangerous, but it's unlikely a one's gonna play a twelve. And uh the other one, I would say Yale is a legitimate yeah. threat.
2: Yale's I think a better ex- I think a better exercise that we can maybe hold for another day is like like Purdue's gonna be a one seed. Like who's the eight nine game that could give them trouble and keep them out of the sweet sixteen?
1: And to your point, on the eight nine, New Mexico, eight line. Uh, the current 8-9 on bracket matrix are TCU, Texas, New Mexico, Virginia at the 8s, and then the 9s are Northwestern, Michigan State, Texas A&M, and Utah.
2: Mm. There's, there's some – I mean, obviously, like, I would pick Purdue against a lot of those teams, but there's some teams that I don't think – I think Purdue would want to avoid if they get a chance. If Purdue gets, like, TCU in the second round, though, like, I'll, I'm taking Purdue by 80.
1: I think Purdue benefits here by the fact they can't get seeded against Northwestern and Michigan state in the second Mm -hmm. round. So like that eliminates some of the biggest threats here. Uh, Max Aismas would be a little scary. New Mexico's backcourt would be a little scary. Um, And just back to Yale on why I think they're dangerous. uh, Danny Wolf is going to be like the, the rise of the transfer portal next season. I want to say that right now. Like he's going to have Kansas and Duke and all them after him. It's a seven footer that, can shoot the lights out from three. Anytime you have a legitimate footer that can actually drag Edie to the three point line, I think that's a scary matchup. So, uh, good question, though. Appreciate that question from Nebraska Ball. Carter, uh, who has now added his last name, I think he heard us talking about it yesterday. Carter Bullhouse says, uh, When Caitlin Clark sets the record versus Michigan this Thursday, will she stop the entire game and give a speech like LeBron did when he broke Kareem's record?
2: Apparently, from my inside sources, uh, that will be happening.
1: Is this a real thing?
2: Yeah. I have sources that this is happening.
1: <laughs> How do you have sources in women's basketball in Ann Arbor?
2: Because I'm different. It's not even in Ann Arbor. Oh, I thought it was in Ann Arbor. Oh, no, it's at home. You're right. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Yes. At Carver. And I do have, I, you know, Carter and Carver. That's like, you know, yin, 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay.
1: I'm just going to move. I was going to make a joke that you're both most dangerous when you're Twenty feet underground
2: but i'm just gonna move on <laughs> uh, What what's that even mean i don't know it didn't make sense once i said it in my head fine, uh, i i pulled the, i pulled my classic carver charm though walk in find the oldest employee act like i'm the murray triplet or twin <laughs> got the information
1: you did you were really very i don't know what the word is rattled i guess frazzled by melston Basavi. <laughs> I was. Credit to you. Shout out to Melson, too, for showing okay. love. Melson was, I love that. Was great. Big, big fan of his game. CTK says, with our first baby's due date in less than a week, Greg, do you have any tips for new dads? Hashtag boy dad. Uh, first off, congrats to CTK. What a moment. Special stuff. You love to see. Uh, the process of life, baby. It's a beautiful thing, becoming a parent. Uh, first, before I answer this question with genuine words from my heart, I would like Carter to answer this question as a non-parent. Do you have any advice for any new dads?
2: I don't want to cheat and use the advice that I give all dads. So my My go-to dad advice is that you don't want to stress about it because as long as you're present and you're there, you're doing a good job. You're doing the right thing. In my opinion, there's no right or wrong, or you might make a mistake, but the presence and being there for your child, you won. That's all you need. But on the flip side of that, we're going to get down to the nitty gritty here. I just got to say, and I don't know, cause I don't have a child. Outfits are pointless. All they're going to do is throw <laughs> up on them and ruin. it's Pictures slap, but the amount of I already know I saw it when I went to your, like the amount of laundry you probably have to do because clothes get dirty, insane. I
1: mean, you've been complimenting Murph's fits for weeks and now you can go with outfits I, are I,
2: pointless. Because because the fits are amazing. They're they're amazing, but there's no way that Murph's not like getting food on it or throwing up on it or doing something or like a blowout or something.
1: It's all about timing. Outfits are pointless when dinner time arrives through Bedtime, which is a short window in our household with the way we run things. Uh, th- for the majority of the day, outfits are mandatory, critical to to vibes. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, fair, fair advice. Genuinely, the best advice I was uh, the whole nine months leading up to when I became a dad, I was asking everybody I could meet what their advice is for dad. And uh, I got a lot of good advice. Um, Actually, you are one of two that stand out. And then the other one is our friend Lake, our good friend TJ's close friend who we uh did vacation with we have a trip we do every year called vacation uh blake told me we had a very emotional conversation he has a couple young kids now in the parking lot of spartan stadium before a football game and he said uh give yourself grace and i was like whoa that's way too poignant right now when we're both like 10 beers deep and he was just like it was And it was two degrees outside. It was two degrees out, but he just like, like, we really had a moment. He was like, just, you're going to have ups. You're going to have downs. Uh, There's going to be times you feel like you're failing. You're never failing. Give yourself grace. It was like, okay, wow. Uh, And then you and I in a parking lot, I think, maybe on the road outside the Big Ten tournament somewhere. I don't know. You told me just be there. And that was also semi-emotional how we got to that point of you saying, just be there. Those were the two that really stuck with me. Um. But no, don't stress about it. That Now me speaking for me, not the advice people gave me. Uh, it's not nearly as scary as you think it's going to be. And obviously, I, I'm very fortunate. Everything went as smooth as it could go. I know not all people have that experience. But um, if you have the experience that I did, which almost all parents seem to do, uh, it's, it's not. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing you will feel a sense of calm. I think that you didn't expect that you would feel once your son has arrived. And then you just really like, like, I remember my biggest, the biggest thing I didn't expect was like the 24 hours after becoming a dad, I was filled with this like newfound sense of admiration for my wife more than anything. And it really like changes the way you look at her as a person. Um, in a beautiful way and you just become really thankful and filled with gratitude. And then it's just like the happiest shit. Like every single day I have this joy I didn't know existed on earth now because I get to play with my daughter and build a relationship with her and watch her grow. It's the best, the best thing ever. And it doesn't like after becoming a dad, like, you know, this from talking to you last year, car, my fear was like, what am I going to have to sacrifice selfishly? Like is sleepers going to go away? Am I not going to have time for this? Um, If anything, like we put more, time and work into this now than we did before i became a parent so oh yeah
2: mirth's definitely taking a back sleep to sleep now okay. <laughs> no,
1: just like it's it almost like it makes you double down on the things that are important and spend your time on the things that are important so right
2: we have a short window here before like Murph gets into the friend making phase and the day's gonna come when mirth's play gets dropped off and there's some young gentleman she's like no way your dad is Greg from sleepers. <laughs> your uncle is Carter from sleepers. And then Mark's like, yeah, relax. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my uncle, can't. yeah, yeah, he's a good guy, you know? Great. Wait for that day, I can't wait for that day.
1: Uh, R Garwood says Purdue now has a 2.5 game lead in the conference. You both have debated on whether or not Purdue should slash would care about the regular season at all this year. I think most of the fan base primarily cares about March, but I do still want to win the Big Ten title. With that said, if on March 1st, Purdue has a three plus game lead in the conference with three games remaining, therefore have guaranteed a share of the Big Ten title. Do you think they should try to rest guys like Smith, Lawyer, Gillis, and Edie, not only to get them rest, but also to give guys like Heidi and Colvin a little more game experience? I think it's unlikely Painter does this, but personally, I don't think it would be a terrible idea. Your thoughts?
2: I'm not in, like, the full-on rest, like, wear a jumpsuit, like, not play, like, inactive. But if I'm paint and I got it wrapped up, I'm definitely monitoring minutes for sure. Like unless that game is gonna bump you off a of one, which I don't like, I think you still win playing those guys limited minutes. It's not gonna bump you off a of one seed. Um, yeah, I would, I would actually keep that in the back of my mind. Not like a full on rest those guys, but maybe not you know thirty five minutes if you don't have to. Like try to rest them when you can. Yeah,
1: I just put them on a minutes
2: cap. Um, the reality of this is that Zach Edey has a National Player of the Year to win.
1: He probably already has it wrapped up. But if he was to get DNPs down the stretch that could change Braden Smith is competing for all big 10 honors, uh, as is Lance Jones. You gotta, I guess, fulfill a promise to these guys of like, okay, like we're not abandoning you just because you've gotten us to this point. That's so great. But yeah, just put them on a minutes cap. Like these guys do play like 35 minutes way more than they should. In my opinion, like if you're up 20 in a game, you don't need to play any of these guys, 30 plus minutes. Um, what I would do is probably put them like 20 to 25 minutes, minutes cap. Definitely more than anything. It's more about getting the younger guys in, get miles Colvin in and feeling good as it turns to March and go from there. Yeah. Uh, Ryan the lion had updated discord MVP rankings that he shared. Uh, And it's just a screenshot. And I'm pretty sure he just made this up completely because Ryan the lion is in first with 150 first place votes. Uh, And then Coy is second. Melba is third. Fam is fourth. Boom Fizzle sixth. Uh, The rest of the top ten, Evan Miyakawa, Ethan Gusamog, Dr. Doctor, and Jay Meisner. Uh, I said I want more details on the analytics. Carter said it's just Ken Palm. And then uh, apparently now we have a Google doc that, or a poll, a Google form. People can actually rank your Discord members. Did you do this yet? And what is happening?
2: No, I'm not doing it. Uh I, I'm not doing it because I wasn't even present on the first list. I received I re- I received zero <laughs> votes.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. But also, deserved. You don't appear in the Discord much. I, you know what? This narrative
2: just needs to stop being pushed.
1: Oh, well, I didn't realize. Ryan and I put records in here as well. So, uh like, I'm 15 and 7, apparently, in the Discord. And uh, that's good for 18th place.
2: What does that mean? How is it?
1: I love it. It's impressive stuff. Uh, Shout out to Tristan, who made a Google form of Discord rankings. I love our community, man. Discord's the best. Final question today from Coop. He says, I keep hearing that the Big Ten stinks this year. Do you think it is because Purdue has skewed the impressions of the Big Ten? For example, when I look at the Big East, I see a bunch of middling bad teams. I naturally compare them to UConn, even though UConn is in a league of their own. The Big 12 and SEC do not have this conundrum, and it makes the whole league look better. My question is, do you think the gap between Purdue and UConn and the rest of their respective conferences makes the conference as a whole look bad? Also, welcome back to the Purdue bandwagon. Just in time for us to get our hearts ripped out together. What do you think on his theory?
2: Uh I think Purdue and Illinois are good. I think the rest of the conference stinks uh putting that up against the big twelve or the, putting that up against I think he said the big East. I think Yukon is I think Yukon's good. I think that Marquette's good. I think Creighton's good. I even think Butler's good uh like there's there's a good team. I don't you yeah, okay, maybe not maybe Butler but you guys Mi- Michigan State smacked Butler give yourselves a little credit here. Like we yeah, can't, I we can't say, I that. guess, I guess so. I just think that the drop off and the bottom of the conference is worse than the big 10. Uh, yeah. If we're just doing Big East comparison,
1: you've got an elite team, quote unquote, Purdue and Yukon. There's no Marquette in the big 10 with all due respect to Illinois. Y'all got packed up in champagne by Marquette and Marquette's has a first team, all American and is thriving. So I, Marquette's great as much as I don't like them and want to shit on Tyler Kolek Marquette Marquette is much better than the second best big 10 team. Uh, I think there's a couple teams you could compare to Creighton in the big 10, but in general, like that league has better teams. It just be because of the presence of Marquette. Um, It's also harder to like go to Providence any given night or go to Seton hall than it is right now to go to Ann Arbor or yeah, it's just, it's not hard. Um, I, we talked about it yesterday. the The league is down. Like the 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 sport is down. It's not just a Big Ten issue. But no, I do not think that Big Ten teams look worse just because of how good Purdue is. Like people play Purdue once or twice. That's it. Wisconsin going to Ann Arbor and the rack and losing two is has nothing to do with Purdue. Has nothing to do with Purdue. Um, tough lot. Big and Big Twelve and SEC that you mentioned. I don't think it's a lack of an elite team there. Like the sec has three teams in the Ken Palm top 10. Like, it's not like they're missing a Purdue that would make them look worse. Like Auburn and Alabama would still be there. Hooping Tennessee would still be there. (laughs) Yeah. So
2: Carolina.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Anyways, good question, though. Thanks, Coop. Okay, that's everything for the Discord. Join the Discord. Link is in the description of these videos. It's also in our Twitter bio if you are looking for it. Uh, Help us keep growing that community. It's the number one way you can support this show and make sure that we can keep doing this all season long. And guess what? After the season ends, we still want to do this all year long. But the more people that join the Discord, uh, the more we can actually sustain this and make it worth our while. Three topics today, like I said. I am more excited for these three topics than any three topics we've done on a Sleepers Podcast episode since we moved to doing daily episodes. First topic, I'm calling this my March Readiness Assessment Cart. You ready for this? I have seven, seven categories that I have figured out that I think you have to go through and ask yourself for any given team. Are they ready for March? Go through the seven categories. Give it a yes or no answer. And it, in order to qualify as a team that could make the final four, you need to have yeses on five of these seven answers.
2: Five of seven?
1: Five of seven need to be yeses in order to say this could be a final four team. And if we're being honest about it, if you want to win a national championship, I think you need more than five. I, need, I think you need six or seven of these answers to be yeses. Yes. you ready for the categories? Yes. I'm just going to say them out loud, and then I have 10 teams I want to go through and do this exercise with and see where they grade out. Uh, Seven categories. Do you trust their starters? Do you trust their star? Do you trust their coach? Do you trust their coach in March? Two different things. Do they have one guy off the bench that matters? Did they win six straight games after January 1st this season? Do they have two top 75 road wins? Those are the seven categories. If you're wondering, let's let's do a little backtracking here. Let's look at the four teams from the Final Four last year, right? People mm-hmm. would go through this and say, oh, random Final Four. It doesn't make any sense. Well,
0: let's just test this out.
1: Let's test out my readiness assessment with these Final Four teams and see if it works. Uh, UConn. UConn did we trust their starters last year? Of course. Yes. Did we trust their star, Adama Sinogo? Yes. yes. Did we trust their coach? Yes. Dan Hurley, I think we did. Did we trust their coach in March? Probably, yes. a, well, before the season, maybe not.
2: Yeah, but yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. So I would say no in March, but yes, during the regular season with Hurley. So three of four for UConn coming into the final four. Did they have one guy off the bench that matters? Yeah, Klingon. Absolutely, Clinging. Uh Did they win six straight after January 1st? They did. Ooh, did they did. Did they? they? They won five games to end the regular season and then the first game of the Big East Tournament. So they just yes. beat the buzzer. And then did they have two top 75 road wins? Yes, they did. They beat Villanova. They beat Florida last season. So UConn graded out six of seven oh, wow. coming into the NCAA tournament. Uh, let's just uh, – just to prove that this theory means something – Go through San Diego State for me real quick. Did you trust San Diego State starters last year? Matt Bradley, Ledee, Tremell. Yeah. Keshaw Johnson. Like yes. Yeah. Did you trust their star, Matt Bradley?
2: Me personally? No, but I think the answer is yes.
1: The answer should have been yes. That was yeah. that was a misevaluation. Did you trust their coach Brian Dutcher? Yes, actually, yeah. Okay. Interesting. So you are are you two of three or three of three with this team? I'm, t- I'm personally two of three. Okay. Did you trust uh, their coach in March? I think that would be a no. Yeah. Did they have one guy off the bench that matters? They had Parrish and Ladee was coming off the bench at the end of the year. Yeah. So yeah. Did they have six straight wins after January 1st? Absolutely yeah. they did. Did they have two top 75 road wins? They beat Utah State and uh, they beat... There's they won at, they won at uh, Colorado State or New Mexico, I think. New Mexico. They beat Utah yeah. State and New Mexico. That was it. So, once again, either five or six of seven for San Diego State. Not going to make us do this with Miami and Florida Atlantic. Guess what? I already did it before the show. Six of seven for both teams. This yeah. is my theory. I have ten teams this year. Let's go through my ten and let's do a March readiness assessment. Okay. This is great. Isn't this fun? I think this is a theory. Uh, so, Purdue. Do you trust their starters? Yes. Do you trust their star, Zach Eady? Yes. Do you trust Matt Painter? Yes. Do you trust Matt Painter in March? Yes, I do. I don't think we can do that.
2: Just because he hasn't made a Final Four?
1: Has to have earned it. Has to to be a guy that you circle and be like, I'm afraid of that guy in March. Okay. Yeah. No. Sorry. So Painter's three of four. Do they have one guy off the bench that matters?
2: Are Are we really saying Gillis matters?
1: I don't think they have a guy off the bench that matters. We can, uh, uh, we can, we can give Gillis that, or we could give Cam Heidi that. I don't feel great about either.
2: I don't feel great about that either.
1: So let's say no. So we're three of five for Purdue. Uh, did they win six straight after January first? Yes, they already have done that. They have a huge win streak right now. Do they have two top seventy-five road wins? Yes, they do. They beat Wisconsin. They beat Iowa. They also beat Maryland. Uh, so okay, Purdue barely makes it five of seven. Purdue is a team who can make a Final Four.
2: They are not going to be happy. We said Gillis doesn't matter. It's
1: okay. That's okay. We're being honest about this. We got to be serious with the way we evaluate this. So Purdue is our first official Final Four contender. Let's now go to UConn. Do you trust their starters? Yes. Do you trust their star? No. You don't trust their
2: star? do not trust their star.
1: Okay, so one of two. Do you trust their coach, Dan Hurley? Yes. Do you trust their coach in March, Dan Hurley? Yes, I do. Do they have one guy off the bench that matters? Options here would be Diara, Samson
2: Johnson, Solomon Ball. See, I think they matter, but like I can't I, I'm gonna have to say no. Cause like if you're going with if, if I say they matter, then I think I have to say Gillis matters. So I'm yeah, gonna stake I'm, I'm, lo- I'm looking for like
1: no. a dangerous man here. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I'm yeah. saying
1: no. Okay, so three of five. Uh, did they win six straight after January 1st? Yes, they already have four of six. Here's the big one. Do they have two top 75 road wins? They beat St. John's. They beat, they beat Butler, right? They beat Butler. They beat Xavier. They beat Villanova. They have a bunch of road wins. So UConn okay. gets there at five. We now have two official Final Four contenders. Yes. U- UConn came on late there. It got a little dicey. So these were the obvious ones though, right? Well, I think we we were going to get here with UConn and produce somehow, some way. Yeah. This is where it gets interesting because my theory is a bunch of these teams shouldn't qualify for this down okay. this. But let's see. Maybe someone will surprise us. Maybe and I haven't looked at this. I haven't looked past last year's categories and Purdue and Yukon to see if any of these teams will make it. We'll find out by the end of this who's a true contender, mm. who's not. Houston is the next team I want to do. Number one on Ken Pom. Do you trust their starters?
2: I trust the starters, yes.
1: Shed, Cryer, Roberts. Yeah, I think that's yeah. fair. I I trust their starters, too. Do you trust their star?
2: I do not trust their star. Who is their star? I think it's Jamal Shedd. I don't trust him. Okay, so one of two. Do
1: you trust their coach, Kelvin Sampson? Yes. Do you trust their coach in March? Yes. I do, too. So three for four with Sampson. Uh, Do they have one guy off the bench that matters?
2: Mm, I would have to say no, unless I'm missing somebody. Malik Wilson, Damian Dunn? Joseph Tugler? Yeah, I'm going to go. I I do like Tugler for the future, but I'm going to say no. I'm going to go no. That's
1: three of five, so it comes down to this. Did they win six straight after January 1st? Now, the season's still going.
2: They haven't done it yet, have they? They have
1: not won six straight since January 1st yet. So, as of right now, we're going to say Houston can't do it. Do they have two top 75 road wins? Yes, they do. They beat BYU and Cincinnati and Texas. Um, So, right now, unless Houston gets six straight by March – They do not qualify as a Final Four contender by sleepers criteria. We'll see. They have time to get there. That fits for me. Let's go to next on my list, Arizona. Do you trust their starters? Yes. Do you trust their star? I do. Who's their star? Caleb Love. You're saying you trust Caleb Love?
2: I trust Caleb Love in March, yep.
1: This is your game, I guess, but you trust Caleb Love?
2: Yep, I do.
1: Okay. Uh, do you trust Tommy Lloyd? Yes. In general, I'm okay with that. Yes. Do you trust Tommy Lloyd in March? No. No chance. So three of four. Do they have one guy off the bench that matters? This is the first one I would say yes. Are you say, Are you saying Crevis? I think you could say Crevis. I think you could say Jaden Bradley. I think you could say KJ Lewis, all three.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'll say yes.
1: They have a really good bench. So four of five for Arizona, looking like a contender. Have they won six straight after January 1st? No. If they beat Arizona State at home this Saturday, they will be a yes for that. But they have five right now. The strong assumption is that Arizona is going to be a yes.
2: Uh, are we back? Uh,
1: I, we, what you have to say currently is no. Two top 75 road wins? Uh, yes. They beat Colorado and Utah just this back weekend, back to back. So right. Arizona has five automatic. They have six if they uh if they get one more win against Arizona State. They're the leader in the clubhouse of my March readiness categories. Mm, all right, notable. That's a little notable to me. I like that. Uh, with that said, I can't believe you said you trust Caleb Love. So there's little little variation in what our answers could be with Arizona. Uh, Tennessee, do you trust their starters? Oh uh, yes. Do you trust Dalton Connect? Yeah do you trust rick barnes yes in general
2: in general i do yeah regular season
1: rick yeah so we're saying we trust every coach in the country then if you're saying you trust rick barnes you trust me you don't trust him in a regular season i don't trust rick barnes ever man ever <laughs> I, like <laughs> I, I get i'm down to give him yes but like i don't i'll say no you pick I, the answer is no in march for sure so do you want yeah. to say you trust him in
2: general I want to say I trust him in general, yeah.
1: Okay, so Tennessee's three for four then. Do they have one guy off the bench that matters? Uh Guy is yelling from the heavens right now that they do.
2: Uh no, I don't.
1: You're not gonna give him Toby Owaka?
2: No. Jordan Ganey? Jordan Ganey's been bad. Mayach? Mashak's okay. We're not okay. Gillis couple. All
1: right, three for five for Tennessee then. Did they get six straight wins after January first? Absolutely not. They did not. And they're coming off a loss. So looking like that might not happen. Uh, Do they have two top 75 road wins? Yes. Kentucky and Wisconsin. Yes, they do. So uh, that gets Tennessee to four, which means they are not a final four contender unless they win their sixth straight in this last month.
2: Feel great about that.
1: Like out of breath right now. We have UConn, Purdue, and Arizona. We're halfway through this exercise as final four contenders uh you want to do north carolina now it's like just pick who we want to do we can do like auburn alabama the five i would say i want to do are north carolina marquette illinois kansas and i want to do iowa state
2: just see can we do it can we do it in that order
1: sure let's do north carolina first do you trust their starters yes do you trust their star which i think is yes. rj davis rj
2: Davis, yes
1: do you trust hubert davis no not at all
2: not tr- do not trust Hubert just in this right is interesting
1: now. okay so we don't trust Hubert Davis but do we trust Hubert Davis in March yes that's crazy we did a flip on that yeah. I agree okay so three for four for UNC because we trust Hubert in March do they have one guy off the bench who matters no yeah Pax and Wojcik ain't gonna get there they do not so three okay. for five for UNC sorry, sorry Riley Seth Trimble does not count Do they have six consecutive wins after January 1st? They do. They went nuclear and won eight straight games to start the new year. So four for six. It all comes down to this for Carolina. Do they have two top 75 road wins? They do. They do. They beat Pitt and they beat Clemson. So North Carolina cracks it. We now have four Final Four contenders. That feels good. I feel Uh, good about that, Yep. Carolina, Arizona, Purdue, and UConn is like, isn't that your Final Four right now? Yeah. Look at you. Look at this. Checking out pretty good. Okay, let's move to Marquette. Do you trust Marquette's starters? Yes. Do you trust their star, Tyler Kulik? Yes. Do you trust Shaka Smart? No. Do you trust Shaka in March? No. You sure you don't trust Shaka in regular season? If you gave Barnes a yes.
2: Yeah, okay, yeah. I trust Shaka in the regular season, not in March. Shaka won everything last year. Yeah. I trust him in a regular season, not in March.
1: Okay, so Shaka's three for four. Or Marquette is three for four. Do they have one guy off the bench who matters? Chase Ross, Ben Gold?
2: You know, I'm going to lean no. I think it's a no. I think it's a hard
1: no. Three for five. Did they win six straight after January 1st? They did. They currently have a seven-game win streak right now. Do they have two top 75 road wins?
2: I don't know if they do.
1: They have three. Oh, really? Okay. They beat Illinois. They beat St. John's. Oh, they beat God. Villanova all on the road. So Marquette, sneaky contender here. Marquette in at five. Marquette is into our final four contenders group. Uh, moving on. Illinois. I have a feeling we might not like this one. We'll see. Uh, Illinois, do you trust their starters? Yes. Do you trust their star? Yes. Can we trust Terrence Shannon right now? Yes. We think we can? I think so. Okay. Do you trust Brad Underwood? Yes. Do you trust Brad Underwood in March? No. Three for four. Do they have one guy off the bench who matters? Uh, Yes. Are you going to say Dane? (laughs) No. I think it's Justin Harmon or Luke Goody. Which one? Are you saying Harmon?
2: Yeah. yeah, or Dane.
1: you give Harmon a guy off the bench. You don't give Gillis.
2: Okay, I I okay. I'll say no. Or do you want to retroactively give Gillis? <laughs> his well, prize? no. Okay, but okay. Here's the thing. Like, can it be like a you? Like, can I? Co- like, if I can combine three guys, <laughs> like I'm getting production from Goody Harmon, Dang, it's
1: gotta be one. Because you can only play one guy, on the only five guys are on the floor, right?
2: Okay, I'm going I'm to say no then because I don't know if I trust Luke Goody to – I don't know if Harmon's doing enough, and I don't know if I trust Luke Goody to knock down shots and get eaten up on the defensive end. So I guess I'll say no.
1: Okay, so we're going to say no for Illinois. That means three out of five. It didn't matter anyway because they don't have either of the two final categories. They have not won six straight since January 1st, and they do not have two top 75 road wins. First of these teams we've gone down the list that don't have. The only top 75 road win they had was Ohio State, who is a dead team. Uh, Normally, if your team doesn't win games on the road, that's a pretty good indicator that things are not going to happen for you in March. So, Illinois, Illinois – only three of seven for Illinois on our March readiness assessment. That is significantly lower than every other team that we have just named. Uh, let's let's move to Kansas. Do you trust Kansas' as starters? Uh, yes. Do you trust their star? And who are you defining as their star?
2: Yes, McCuller. Okay. Do
1: you trust their coach? Yes. Do you trust their coach in March? Yes. Four for four for Bill Self. Do they have one guy off the bench who matters? No. It would have to be El Marco or or Timberlake. or Timberlake. So, yeah, that's a no. So, four for five for Kansas. Have they won six straight after January 1st? Absolutely not. They haven't even won three straight after January 1st right now. Mm. All comes down to this. Do they have two top 75 road wins?
2: Where have they – where do they win? Uh, I don't think they
1: do, do they? They have two road wins on the season. One was at Indiana, who is 96th on Ken Palm. One was at Oklahoma State, who's 121st on Ken Palm. Kansas does
2: not Lucky. make our list. despite Hold on, man. Hold on. This exercise in criteria slaps. Can we it's trademark good.
1: this? It's really, really good. This is my March readiness assessment, baby. So Kansas, Kansas only got four, despite being the first team on our list to go four for four. Couldn't even get there. Couldn't get across the finish line. And the last one. Uh, I'm going. I want to do Iowa State because I said they're in my Final Four right now, and I want to see how they grade out here. Do we sure. trust Iowa State starters? Yes. yes. Do we trust their star Tame Lipsy? Uh yes. Do we trust Otzelberger? Yes. Do we trust Otzelberger in March? I, I think we should. do. I don't think we do. After what they they put up like 30 points last year and lost,
2: didn't they win? It, didn't they win the first game when they weren't supposed to though? No, Was they it lost. Two years? Oh.
1: They they lost to Pitt by eighteen, last year, uh, the year before okay. they made a Sweet Sixteen. Okay, they didn't score sixty points once in that run to the Sweet Sixteen. Okay,
2: so no, yeah, no.
1: Yeah, ugh, his offenses have been bad in tournament games. He did make a Sweet Sixteen as a as an eleven seed though. Yeah. Okay, so we're saying no. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna say no. We're saying no. Do they have one guy who uh matters off the bench? I would say no. So my only pushback here is Curtis Jones would be the name. Curtis Jones was the Buffalo transfer. Curtis Jones has now played six straight games where he's been in double figures and he's played 30 or more minutes in three of those six, 26 or more minutes in all of them. I think all,
2: he actually, all off the bench,
1: all off the bench. I, th- or, sorry, he started one game against TCU because there's an injury, but I think like, like uh, as far as like bona fide sixth man go, Curtis Jones is like one.
2: Okay, I'd say yes to that then. If Curtis yeah. Jones is the choice, yeah,
1: I think he is. Okay, four of five for Iowa State. Have they won six straight after January first? They have. They have not. Uh, they've only they've only won three straight since January first. But they they win multiple in a row every time. Right now, it's a two game win streak. They could get there by the end of the year uh so four of six comes down to this do they have two top 75 road wins i think they do they do they beat tcu and texas so iowa state cracks it as a true contender are there any teams i haven't mentioned that you want to run through the march readiness assessment
2: we do michigan state for shits and giggles
1: there might be some like sneaky teams that like we think they might that might actually qualify and surprise us we can do michigan state do you trust their starters
2: no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I, yes.
0: I think no is the answer. We're talking about trust, and it's Hogarth Hall and Sissoko?
2: <laughs> With Tyson.
1: Well, that's
0: – do we trust their
1: stars? All right, okay.
2: Yes. All right, yeah, first one, no.
1: So we don't trust their starters. We do trust their star, Tyson Walker. Yes. Do you trust Tom Izzo? Yes. Yes. Do you trust Tom Izzo in March? Yes. Yes, three for four. Do they have one guy off the bench who matters?
2: Is Trey Holloman fit in that role or no?
1: I think if we said no to Justin Harmon, we got to say no to Trey Holloman. But... Yeah,
2: I agree. Okay, so
1: three for five for Michigan State. Do they have uh, six straight wins after first? No, they do not. Uh, do they have two top 75 road wins? They have one road win on the season at Maryland.
2: So we're three for seven?
1: Three for seven. So Michigan State is uh, – in that's the same amount that Illinois has for the record as far as March readiness goes uh can we i, I want to pull someone random like should we do like kentucky
2: yeah let's let's do let's do kentucky and creighton
1: okay kentucky creighton and then i want to i want to do st mary's since that was my other final four then
2: we okay. we, we could do this all day we'll stop yeah, this, I, I really enjoy <laughs> it. this is a great pull by you
1: it's really fun kentucky do we trust their starters yes do we trust their star
2: Who's who are we calling their star?
1: I don't know. I'd probably read Shepard. Y- yes. Or Antonio Reeves. Dillingham. I think we trust their star. I'd say okay. it's Shepard and I trust him.
2: Okay. Do you yeah. trust
1: John John Cal Perry? I do. Do you trust Cal in March? I do. That's a toss-up. Some people would say no.
2: Yeah, I do.
1: We're saying we do. Do they have anybody off the bench who matters? Yes. Rob Dillingham. Have they won six straight after January 1st? no no they've only won two have they won two top 75 road games
2: so i know they won at florida is that their only one one? it's the only one it so but that's
1: still five five means they can they barely meet the cutoff
2: all right big blue might that might be able to get to six too if they uh not the six game win streak but they pick up another road win maybe or just a win in general Shit.
1: for sure they have opportunities um who, you said you want Creighton, yeah. Do we trust Creighton starters? Yes, I'd say yeah. Do we trust their star? Is that Calk or Trey Alexander?
2: If it's Kalk, I trust him.
1: If it's Trey, I don't. If it's Trey, I don't. So which one do you want to go with? <laughs>
2: or do we trust Bill Shireman? Is Bill Shireman? I do trust Shireman. Okay, for the sake of this exercise. I think Trey Alexander is the guy that has ball in the hand, will have the ball in his hand a lot. And if that's the case, and he probably is the star of the team. I, I don't I don't trust him. Okay, so Creighton's one for two. We don't
1: trust their star. Do you trust McDermott? Yes. Two for three. Do you trust McDermott in March? Made an elite eight last year. Yes. I don't have any like March qualms with McDermott for the most part. Three for four. Do they have one guy off the bench who matters? That would have to be like. Well, Farabella. Could you say Mason? Mill- well, Mason Miller starts. Yeah, it has to be Farabella. So, no. Yeah, no. Three for five. Have they won six straight after January 1st? They have not. No. They did get to four. Uh, do they have two top 75 road wins? They do. They beat Nebraska and Seton Hall. Oh. Creighton gets to Five.
2: Those some, some weak-ass road wins. Did
0: they get to five?
1: Yeah, nobody on the – no. No, they did not because we didn't trust their star. They don't have a bench, and they don't have six straight. Craig got to four. All right. Final one for me. I want to do St. Mary's. The Gales. Uh, yeah, the Gales. Do we trust their starters? Yes. I do. Do we trust their star, Aiden Mahaney? Yes. Do we trust their coach, Randy Bennett? Yes. Do we trust Randy Bennett in March? No. I agree. So three for four. Do they have one guy off the bench
2: who matters? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I feel like that those guys fall in the same categories, like the Harmon Gillises. Like yeah. we can't get them there.
1: Yeah. Okay. So three for five has St. Mary's won six straight after January first. Yeah, they've actually won twelve straight right now. Four for six. It comes down to this: Do they have two top seventy-five road wins?
2: Yes. Gonzaga and Colorado State. Those are some good road wins.
1: So Saint Mary's Those are some
2: good road wins and the twelve game win streak should honestly count for another half a point.
1: So Saint Mary's and Iowa State, my two that I threw in my final four, all qualified. Both your final fours and my final four, all all of our teams make our threshold. A ball now. That feels pretty good, Cart. I like it. Uh, we might have to trademark this, and we might have to see what it looks like at the end of the season. That's fun. Okay. To topic number two for me today, I want to play fact or fiction. We have five things, well, four things that coaches have said in the last couple weeks, and I want you to tell me if it's a fact or it is fiction. Uh, And then you just wanted to add Hubert Davis in general to this, so we'll see where that goes. First one, this is what inspired this topic today. Cal, like John Calperi, apparently hit the podium and said uh, his front court going forward is Trey Mitchell and Adutiero. That's notable because Aaron Bradshaw and Onyensu and Big Z are not Trey Mitchell and Adu Thierro. Those guys have had moments this season that were very loudly good, but have struggled lately. Do you believe Cal? Is it fact or fiction when he says Mitchell and Thierro is his front court for the rest of the season?
2: I think it's fiction. I think it's fiction because I think he's going to. See, see, so I like the Thiero at the fourth thing. I know me and you have gone back and forth on Thiero and his role. I just think he's integral to his team and he's one of the few people that check and give constant effort. Um, so I like that he's penciling him in in the front court, but I think it's fiction because I think he's eventually going to put Thiero next to one of those other guys. I just think that Trey Mitchell has been struggling a lot uh, offensively, which is what he's supposed to bring. And then obviously he has his defensive liabilities as well. And I just feel like when you have the other surrounding defensive liabilities especially on the guard and wing spot you need to have some type of rim protection and size down low and I think the other centers bring that over uh over Trey Mitchell at the five
1: yeah I just I don't I don't trust this I think Cal keeps saying repeatedly I'm just gonna play everybody and see what works and I don't think he thinks anything works so like he can go into a week saying, I'm going to play small ball, and then he's going to get frustrated with small ball. To me, small ball is not how you fix a defense by the way. Like I I get a arrow is a good defender. You can't play a arrow at all five positions. So as long as Dillingham is on the court, as long as DJ Wagner's on the court, as long as Antonio Reeves is on the court, which all three are going to be on the court, your defense ain't going to be good. Doesn't yeah. matter who you play at center.
2: <laughs> a small ball is an offensive fix, not yeah. a defense.
1: I don't get it. And for the record, I said this in our discord, like I understand you're frustrated with the bigs. You want to move away from it. I think the ceiling for Kentucky is much more about, can you get consistent play from one of the bigs than it is go away from it entirely. Like Brad, to me, the loudest moments, Kentucky has been great. This season have been when Bradshaw has been awesome. And when big Z had his great first half, like you need to find a way to make one of those two things, something that happens every single game. Not be like okay, I do the arrow. Go get a six and six at the five. Like I don't get it. I get he hustles and plays hard. He's a glue guy. That's great. He's not a starting center, and he's not better than Kentucky centers. So the the indictment here is you can't get what you need to get out of Bradshaw and Big Z. Not that it's time to give up and go small. Um, okay, next one. Factor fiction. Tom Izzo says he wants to get Xavier Booker minutes. Does he fiction. act fiction? Fiction. Some people try to tell me that he actually does
2: want to. It just doesn't work out. God. It's fiction, man. It's fiction. If he was trying, he would have
1: got out there. I think it's fiction, but I think in Tom Izzo's brain, it's fact. I know, and that's crazy. (laughs) That's where I'm at. Okay, we can be quick on that one. I don't need to beat a dead horse. Jawan Howard last week said, I'll play the walk-ons. Is that fact or fiction? Is Jason a walk-on? <laughs> I think Chase is on scholarship now. Okay. Uh,
0: fiction. So it is – I think it's fiction because, like, he didn't play the walk-ons at Nebraska, but he did play the bench
2: against Wisconsin, and that's what got him a win. I I automatically go fiction when you pull out, like, the top ten coach-speak terms, and I'm going to play the walk-ons. I'm going to play the guys who want to play is one of those. That's where, I, that's where I throw fiction out.
1: I guess it's factually fiction
2: <laughs> because
1: he didn't act like in the Wisconsin win, he played the bench, not the walk-ons. So even when we're giving him credit, he didn't do what he said he would do. He said it's, he played it's the walk-ons. Factually fiction. It's factually fiction that he would play because he didn't play the walk-ons. He played the bench. And he didn't say, I'll play my bench. He said, I'll play my walk-ons. Jackson Savala is different than Trey Jackson, you know, That's very true. A little different. Okay. It's fiction. Uh, Mike Woodson said after the Purdue loss, quote, the season's not over, guys. We're still in the thick of things. Is that fact or fiction?
2: In the thick of what, my brother? <laughs> Where that thick at? CBI? Like, you're not in the thick of any – you're actually not in the thick of anything. This is fact. The season's not over. That's a the fact. Season, it, that is a fact. <laughs> Being in the thick of things is not
1: fact. It Depends on the things. They're definitely thick. Like, well, they're in the thick of the Big Ten? Like, yeah, yes. They're in the thick of it. Into the thick of it? So, I, mean, I, I think this is a fact. I think it's the first one that's a fact. A stone. How's this, fact. I, how are they in the thick of the Big Ten? Have you looked at the Big Ten standings, my brother? No, no, I try to avoid it at all costs. They're six and seven, which is tied for eighth with Iowa
2: and Penn State. They're in the thick of it. Wow, what's the, all right? My, my fault. What they're a game
0: it? back from your team. They're a half a game back from Nebraska. They're they're right. in the thick of
2: it. Facts. my fault.
1: Season's not over. That's a fact. Uh I don't know. You want to just do Hubert Davis? I don't know what that means.
2: Yeah, I think Hubert Davis is fiction. <laughs> I think he's fiction. I think what he's does fiction.
0: that mean?
2: I just think I think he's a I think he's a fictional <laughs> fictional figure as a coach. <laughs> The no cussing, the <laughs> fictional stories about players showing up late, the fictional thought that this team is better without Caleb Love, they're my heels. They're going to the final four. I love them. I love Riley Davis. They're also fictional.
1: you said you trust him in March, but he's fiction,
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: I yeah, that's hilarious. I still don't know what it means. uh of the things you just said. The one I'm most curious, is it fact or fiction, is the no cussing. Do you think Hubert Davis actually doesn't cuss?
2: No, there's no chance that he doesn't. So it's fiction? Yeah, it's fiction.
1: Okay. All right, I guess Hubert Davis is fiction. That's just an insane note to end on. Uh, Okay, that's my fact or fiction game. Thanks. Fun. Should be a fun last topic today. It's Valentine's Day. Love is in the air. I asked you to write three Valentine's poems to any three figures in college basketball that you want to. Uh, I did the same for the record. One of mine is musical, so I'd like to end with my musical one last. Uh, do you? How do you want to do this? You want to alternate? Do you want to go first? What do you want to do? Uh let's alternate. You go first, but I want to go last though. So are we doing like like how is it getting back to me going last? So if I go first, will you go
2: last then? Yeah, you go first, then me, then you, then me, then you. Okay. All right, I'll go first. Uh, My first one is uh, Armando Baycott. This is who this goes to. Um, All my poems are probably shorter than yours, and I don't care. Armando Baycott. Though you refuse to take more than 10 shots a game, your opponents always seem to come up lame. The divorce is final. There is no more lusting. Just like Hubert wanted his team, no Caleb Love and no cussing. Wow. Snaps.
1: Snaps. That was good. Um, When I said I wanted to do this as a topic, you were upset with me, and you said mine are going to be so bad. That was great. That was great. I really like that. Also, yours is definitely not as short as my shortest one, uh, which is my first one. This goes out to Brad Underwood. Oranges are orange. I are blue. Meet me in Cancun after the round of 32.
2: Oh, Gregory. Snaps. Snaps, 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 snaps. snaps,
1: snaps. (laughs) Sorry, next up. Okay. Uh,
2: My next one goes to initials. It's titled initials. Who knew the A in AJ stood for amusement park? University wieners, roller coasters, and a Spartan dog that barks. 13 losses might be his middle name, but ask Tyler Kolick. You don't want to see Whopper in an elimination game. Wow.
1: (laughs) That amusement park line was incredible. Really good. (laughs) Really, really good. Okay. This one goes out to Braden Smith. They say he's just tall. He said, you're too small, but I say you're just what I need. My heart will start aching when your hands start shaking down 10 to a bad 16
2: seed. Mm. Okay. That's in the (laughs) chat. Uh, (laughs) Final one here. All right. This one actually goes out to you, Greg. This goes out to you. Wow. Wow. Emotional as ever as the Spartans are victorious. But I know deep down Seeing me happy makes him feel somewhat glorious. He doesn't eat steak, but if he did, I'm sure he would like it seared. Unlike Luke Bryan, he has a glorious non-neck beard. <laughs> Thank you. From the bottom of my heart,
1: made my Valentine's Day card is great. Uh okay, my last one's musical. I think I'm gonna sing it. Uh he deserves my full singing. Uh, just do me one favor. When the time comes when I look at you, give you a head nod, can you just give me a little
0: da 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 dum 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 dum
2: dum? Can you give me that? Can you can you do that again? Uh, just when okay. the time comes. Can you do that? Okay. All
0: right. yeah. This one goes out to Jawan Howard. <clears throat> You've got a fast car. I got a plan to get you out of here. You should work at a convenience store. You won't have to worry about NIL money. We won't have to drive too far. Just cross the border away from Ann Arbor. You and Jace can both find jobs and finally leave and I'll care about this program again. Said my program's got a problem. You have anger issues, that's the way it is. Your body's too old for hooping. You paid too much to act like this. Anderson went off and left you. He wanted more from life than you could give. I said, somebody's got to get rid of him. So I begged, Ward. that's what I did.
2: But I
0: remember when we were thriving. Driving in your arms, sweet sixteen, and we beat Rick Barnes. Second weekends right before us, one big front shot from a final four, and I, I, I had a feeling that you belonged. I, I had a feeling you could be someone. That
1: was he. Oh, come on, Happy Valentine's Day, Juwan Howard. One big thing presented by Big <laughs> B. We well, might
2: have to get in the stew. What do you got? That was special. That's going on our Christmas album. Um, it's been a little while since we've been on the product train, so I thought I'd bring it back to my one big thing to the product train. Uh, Gregory, are you a mouthwash guy? Oh yeah, mouthwash household. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a preferred
1: brand? Uh, what the? I think it's Crest. Is it Crest? The blue. Okay.
2: The blue, yeah. 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 It's Crest yeah that's blue. Crest. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm somewhat of a mouthwash connoisseur, pause. Uh, But a lot of people like to go with the the Crest, the Listerine. uh, A a favorite one back in the day used to be, I think it was called Act. I have the best mouthwash on the market that doesn't get the love it deserves. And it's going to get its love right now. Thera Breath. This bottle right here. They got different flavors. I think they have like mint, something like that. This is the original. Okay. This right here is the the Ferrari of mouthwashes. Okay. I mean, this this stuff right here, after a good toothbrushing is just absolutely immaculate. Um, You're I doing this live it. on the show? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: hundred percent. Um. <sighs> mm. Are you gonna spit it now? Mm-hmm. Where? Mm.
1: You have a cup to spit in. This is disgusting. Yeah. I mean, I I've never felt fresher. Hmm. Never took you for a spitter. One big thing presented by Bigby for me today. Uh, I want to give a shout out to a friend of the program who I don't even think knows he's a friend of the program, but he's a friend of mine. Uh, Young Mantis. If you're unfamiliar with Young Mantis' work, uh, Boy boy, Been Blowing Up on YouTube. Also, Boy Bent. Like, Boy is Bent. (laughs) Boy is Bent. (laughs) Uh, That Boy Bent. Uh, Mantis is hilarious. I worked with Mantis behind the scenes at Dimers for a couple of years. He was producing videos for them and I was doing some live shows for them. Uh, genuinely one of the nicest, funniest humans on earth. Uh, his character he plays on camera is like actually who he is in real life kids incredible. One day I'd be like on a Zoom call with him and then an hour later he's behind the scenes in a club with Jack Harlow. Uh the dude's <laughs> life makes no sense to me. Anyways, he uh has been blowing up on YouTube doing a lot of funny content stuff himself. I think he's doing well. I still talk to him from time to time, but last night Barstool was doing uh like a free throw challenge. They had to hit 41 straight free throws and they had all these rules. DraftKings was sponsoring it because they they work with them now. Anyways, they very quickly realized like six hours in they were not going to make 41 free throws because they didn't have anyone who could shoot free throws except for Mark Titus. Mm -hmm. So watching them like scramble, it's like the middle of the night and they're like, we got to get Pat Bev. Like somebody was like, well, Mantis made 90 straight free throws. One time, somebody call Mantis. So they called Mantis. And uh, apparently overnight, Mantis made his way to the barstool gym where uh, I've opened it up this morning. It was still going. First thing I see, Mantis just wet from the line. Like this, I probably watched for an hour. I don't think I saw Mantis miss a free throw. I think he made like 90 consecutive free throws chunked up in five. So shout out to Mantis, that boy bent. He saved the day for his ex uh, place of work. And it couldn't happen without Mantis. Good job, Mantis.
2: Yeah. Way wait a, to wait a, wait a, wait a shake that bent ass for, uh, for Big Dave and them.
1: Man, special.
0: Uh, okay. We'll see you Thursday. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody.